Hello, everyone. Welcome to the FI Women Community Podcast. Here's your host, Sharita Manuel, and today we have a special guest. She's a Filipino immigrant. She works as a physiotherapist, and she's part of the FI Women Community. Welcome, Janelle Chua Valdez. Hi, Janelle. Hi, thank you for having me here, Sharita. Um, kind of nervous and excited to do this. This is my first podcast ever, but I'm glad to be here. Oh, amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's going to be fine. We just have a little conversation. So, uh, and I help you through the way, along the way. So my first question, I always start off the podcast with an inspirational quote that fires you up or in any other way helps you during the day. Do you have one? Well, I don't know. We had this kind of mini like this, mini reunion, virtual reunion like like this last year with my fellow physiotherapists in the Philippines. And one that stick to me the most was possibilities are always endless. And I believe that. I believe that. Like, you know, there's so many opportunities every day if you only see it, you know. And believe it. Yes, and believe it too. Yes, that's one thing. Yes. Yep. Very good. Um, So I already said in the introduction, you're a Filipino immigrant, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, Where where are you from? uh, Where where do you live? Etc. Yes. So I am... uh, I went here to the United States 11 years ago. That's 2009. I came here as a skilled worker. Um, That was 11 years ago. And then right now I'm a mother of two. I'm an army wife. Um, My husband is active duty military and I'm a full-time physical therapist, but I'm also a new business owner. So we are currently based here in Savannah, Georgia. Um, yes. Wow. So you're quite busy then. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like, I don't know, with the COVID situation, I I guess it's, I just reached the point where I don't want to play safe anymore. Life is too short. And I was just like thinking, I'll go for the other dream that I have outside of physical therapy. And that's how I started the business that I have. Yeah. Wow. So, so we'll go into the business in a little bit, uh, a little bit later. The first yes. thing I want to know is how far you're on your FI journey, right? You want yes. financial independence. When did you learn about financial independence? When did you get started? Well, I don't know. When I first came here in America, I worked with mostly, mostly with seniors. And they're in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I remember at the time, I keep telling to my patient, as a new physical therapist in America, I told them I'm looking forward for retirement. And for some reason, most of my patients would tell me, like, you need to contribute to society. So I guess at some point of having that dream of retiring early, I I have this guilt that if I do that, that I'm a non-contributory part of society. So I kind of quit telling that and dreaming about that. And then when the COVID happened, I don't know what happened. I have a friend that I got reunited and she introduced me to FI community. 
And that's how I kind of learned there's so many people that was doing this, you know, like they retire at an early age and they, they're financially independent to do whatever they wanted. So I just, I was late. Um, I had 10 years where I didn't know what to do with my money. I guess I have wrong behavior with money. And, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm going backwards because after 10 years of, you know, working two, three jobs. And then you initially, when you first came here, it was only me who was, you know, working. But now it's just my, me, and my, uh, me and my husband are bringing income. And we have, both of us has a good job, but we accumulated more debt more than anything. So when the COVID happened, I was really appreciative of the time to disconnect, time to reflect. And that's how I realized, you know, I have wrong behavior with money. All this time, I was also putting my money in wrong investment and how emotional I am with money. Like when the stock market crashed, you know, during the COVID, I would pull out my money and then put it back when money, I mean, the market is okay. So I don't know. It just kind of made me reflect because I saved seven years for my first company. And that money didn't grow. Like I only had 30000 for seven years. And then with this new company I started, actually when I started changing it to the right portfolio, I saw how much growth this money had. And I, I, don't, I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm fairly new, but I'm glad at least to have this kind of awareness at this point in like being able to tap in with my with my FI community to help me guide me through the process too. If I need questions, like you can just always send a message and people would always kind of make a suggestion and help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still working on my money and all that. Um, but it kind of gave me great awareness too, that you cannot just capitalize on your time and health to earn money you need to have like multiple streams of income if you can and have a different approach or attitude towards money in order to achieve that goal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What would you say is your biggest challenge at the moment? Because you're, you said you're fairly new. I'm, maybe you still have challenges that you're dealing with. Um, the emotional part or, you know, anything. Yeah, well, I think um, my first challenge before was when I get stressed out, you know, I spend, I go to the mall to make me feel good. You know, I have this behavior, I would say that, um, you know, I work hard this week, I deserve to have some pampering. So I would blow my money for that weekend and go to the mall and then you ended up like into consumer debt. So you ended up working two or three jobs to pay off that debt. And it just becomes a cycle. So it took me 10 years to kind of realize about that. And I, I, I'm still kind of working towards that emotion towards money. Like I noticed that a lot more because I have the business. So that's always been a struggle. Um, when I get scared, when I get anxious, spending money on the business that may or may not come back. That's hard. And I try to kind of stop and pause and understand, you know, my behavior and my anxiety with that. So that kind of helps a little bit. Um, another thing, too, is um, 
like I don't pay myself first. Mm-hmm. I have this tendency before like now I save for 1k 4% 1% and that's enough for paying myself but truly like now every paycheck I guess um I try to save a little bit more and I put that money as like um to reclaim my time kind <laughs> of like that budget so that kind of helps cuz yeah like before I get so scared like when I get charged with late fee you know or I don't know I tend to pay my bills first and then I always put myself last or don't even pay myself so now I kind of make sure each paycheck that I save money um I probably first I am also probably first in my family to do this I don't My family has always been a saver like they save in the bank but nobody would really teach you about how to invest smartly so that's kind of hard because money is not something I can openly talk to my family I don't know if it's the same to you but I'm kind of like scared too of like stigma mm-hmm. um you know like I don't know if you have the same fear that when you talk to people like you're kind of scared like oh they would brand just like oh this person oh just care about cares about money you know nothing else but yeah I, i get to reach out more and talk to my friends i guess more comfortably about that not all people are open but if that's something that interests them you know you just kind of mention and then see yeah. like i'm still kind of building and tapping into my tribe so yeah, yeah. yes a network around yourself that Yeah, if you have the same interest, you can keep each other accountable or hey, it's it works better that way. Yes, yes, that's true. Because yeah. if your friends are going to say let's go for a shopping spree or let's go do this or that, then it it will be always will be a challenge, but if they have similar goals, then, you know, they come with different ideas or if you say no, not this weekend, they kind of understand the background. So then it's, I can imagine that that will be a better feeling, a better environment. Yeah, yeah. That's why I I feel glad to be part of the FI community in a way because I know I can openly talk about money and ask questions without worrying about, you know, branding and all that. But I also try to be aware you know, your journey is not a competition, you know, you try not to compare too much yourself, how they did this, why they did it fast, you know, I kind of like, always try to remind myself this in my own pace, you know, I will do this, like, what is comfortable with me, and not because I'm comparing myself, or I'm competing with others, you know, exactly, yeah, unique journey, yeah, yes, What is your strategy to pay off your debt? Oh, no. (laughs) I'm still kind of like, I I have a hard time sticking with the budget. I've seen some people kind of like having like a budget plan. And we do have it. Actually, my husband is really good with it. So um, I'm glad that me and my husband, after 10 years of marriage, we finally came into terms of like agreeing about money. Because we always had different behavior towards that. And it almost caused our marriage. But I'm glad we are at the point now that we are agreeing that this is something that we wanted. 
um, so he he makes a budget plan and then he collects. We we split it evenly, and he sends me a note every week of what are the bills that he's collecting and I need to contribute in our household money. Now with personally, I don't keep track of my expenses, but I'm very much aware of like how I behave. So I know my gas and all that are like fairly controlled. The only thing that I need to be better is the business though, because right now they're kind of like still in my personal account but that's something that I need to kind of work on. So I'm, I'm slowly working on like opening a credit card. So to just kind of make it easy too for accounting because it can be too much too. You don't know like how much should I really put, how much should you really put for advertising for how much extra money you have for other thing you want to do in your business. So it's just kind of good, but I need to do better. Yeah. Um, in terms of paying off the bills, I guess it's kind of hard because, yeah, I mean, you pay money there and then you use it up for business. So, you know, like you kind of make two steps forward and sometimes one step back. But um, there's one card that I stopped using anymore. And all I do is just kind of keep paying it. And then we have the money for tax, tax refund. Me and my husband was still kind of like deciding what to do with it. Either we kind of use that money to pay off his debt because my credit card is 0% interest, interest and his card has like higher interest rate, like 6 to 11%, or if we're going to use the money to invest. But I think we're kind of leaning more into using some of our money to pay off the debt and kind of help out each other. So that way we free all the money to kind of save. Yeah. Yes. You're kind of more aware of what is going on with your finances and you kind of look at what is a wise decision, what's not, and then you kind of do it instead of being, yeah, unconscious and just uh, spending. Yeah. yeah. Out of emotions. Oh, believe me, like we, we've been through that. And a, a lot of times before, when we get so stressed out, we feel so lazy cooking you know on weekends and we're a family of four so like we could spend four two to three hundred dollars on a weekend before out of four meals on saturday and sunday mm -hmm. and you'll be surprised how much that you'll accumulate that's 800 in a month and then aside from other things you spend you know that weekend because you're stressed out and you deserve you know, some kind of like relaxation or reward, you know, I, I think this is kind of like very bad mentality towards money. I don't feel like I put so much respect out of the hard earned money I have. Yeah. Yeah. You're living more intentional. That's the word I was trying to say. Or... Yeah. Mindful living. Mindful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's it. So, okay, we heard a little bit about, you know, where you are and your challenges. Where, what is your ultimate FI goal? I mean, where do you want to be in the end? Well, I don't know. I feel like I always like working. What I don't like is the financial pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hate 
the feeling of sometimes that you're feeling sick, but you can't really take time off not to miss work because, you know, you have bills and you already calculated the money, you know, and if you miss a day work, you're, it's going to be less earning that week. So I, I wanted to, I was thinking if I'm going to do financial independence retire early or maybe optional work and have some op opportunity to volunteer. I, I really wanted to be part of my local community and have more involvement with the people around me. Um, I wanted to have an opportunity to, to work, opportunity to work for other dreams you know, aside from being a physical therapist, I like my work. I like helping. I work with elderly people, but I want to pursue other dreams outside of that. Yeah, I cannot just put my eggs in one basket, you know. Exactly. Would that uh, your new business, that's Aloe Unique? Uh, Aloe Unique. Aloe Unique USA. Yes. yes. Is that yes. part of one of your new, um, yeah, dreams and another basket that you're building yeah so the story about it is my husband you know my husband was in the military and he had a motorcycle accident on his way to work and so one time you know um he he had one broken arm and one broken leg so basically he was hopping with one leg and then he cannot really use one of his arm to hold the walker and all that or hold a scooter. And at the beginning of a surgery kind of made me think, you know, like if one of us was physically, you know, screwed up, you know, basically we're not only losing one income, we might be losing two because another person might need to take care of that person. And I really feel guilty too for not having that opportunity to take care of my husband, you know, because it's like, you know, like you have option, I guess, but you feel like you're a slave with your bills and all that. So it just kind of made me think, you know, do I really want to continue living like this? And I also presented the idea to my husband that, you know, our parents are getting older and they're in the Philippines. A lot of our elderly there back home, they're not really good with saving or if they do save, they save it in the bank. And that's their money to pay their help you know their bills their medical bills and all that so it's not going to be sufficient and unless you have wells of wealth i guess that's going to be possible but if you're paying for your medical condition cash and you're severely ill at some point you would need to tap into your family so anyway that's how i kind of i was thinking of like a business to start and um, at the time, I have a friend, you know, that I met in one of the convention. This was Feb or January. She has a great skin. And I asked her, what's your secret? Like, your skin is really good. It's like, are you using an expensive brand? It's like, no, I've tried this brand. And, and so that's Aloe Unique. And that's how everything started. Because that, that brand is not available here in the U.S. So I was like, I tried it and I love it. It's so reasonable. It's like, why not bring it here? So that has been my vehicle. What is yes. it exactly? So um, Aloe Unique USA is a South African skincare line. Our products are based off aloe ferox. 
they grow in the wild of South Africa and they're 20 times more potent than aloe vera. And the price for these products are reasonable. And I want to keep it like that. That's why I don't have a storefront. Um, I mostly just do farmer's market and online and business. Skincare products, right? Yeah. So we have like skincare, um, facial wash, moisturizer. We have some body stuff too. Um, we have ampules. They're great on your skin. They're a little bit more more hydrating in your skin. Yeah, it's, I, I love aloe uh, products. We always say aloe in, in Dutch, so that's why I try. <laughs> but I really love those products. It's really good for your skin, and it's yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, most people are only aware of the aloe vera. You know, mm-hmm. that is like famous. But um, l- little people. I mean, I didn't know about this plant until last year when I started the business so aloe vera so it's like a cousin of aloe vera oh it is yeah it's it's, and then how does it make how is it different from the aloe vera one so they are they grow in the wild so they're not like you know um they grow in the wild and then they only cut like certain layers of that. So the plant continue to grow. So they can only cut so much layers. That way they don't kill the plant. And then um, it has like a clear part and the beater part. So the beater part of it, which is we have one product, it's called the beater gel. That has like an antiseptic effect, but it has like greenish color into it. And that's good for like sensitive skin. So... Hearing you talk about your business, what does it actually mean on a personal level? I guess slowly come up of my shell just to kind of try and see how I run a business, get comfortable reaching out to people, talking to people, getting comfortable of saying no or hearing no's and still being able to come up with, you know, plans and being able to I guess not too stuck with the emotion because it's hard to take notes um, all the time. But yeah, I like the brand, but it's more of like personality building for me too as well to kind of build my tribe outside therapy world. Yeah, and kind of like knows the ins and out of running a business. Yeah. What it, does it really take to be a business owner? So yeah. Having something of your own and building, growing as a person, building your own business, it's rewarding as well. Yeah, I I try not to get too stuck about the sales and the dollar, but I do, I want to enjoy it. I do enjoy meeting people. Like I'm here in Farmer's Market in Augusta, Georgia right now. It's just kind of nice to, you know, meet other small business owners. They're in the military. They're old. They're retired. You know, they're doing it a side hustle. They're doing it full time. So it's kind of nice to see and learn and tap into those people who are also starting or maybe doing this long enough, you know, and you talk to them, ask them where do they sell and if there's any other place that I can ask, you know, if I can be part of a consignment shop and all that, you know, that's just kind of nice. Um, yeah, it's, I'm just not, I'm always, I'm always shy though. That's why 
this is new to me, but it's a fun learning, new learning experience. Exactly. And getting out yeah. of the comfort zone. It isn't easy, but yeah, you're trying and that's good. And it can be fun. And rewarding, I meant more like when you see the growth that you're making, because you said it's very, um, uh, yeah, a little bit out of your comfort zone, you know, to approach other people or hearing no. But at a certain point, if you do it, you know, often enough, you grow personally and that can be quite rewarding. You can be proud of yourself of what you've done then. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that's kind of like interests me, I don't know, I, I've heard, I have um, a coworker. Um, she is a physical therapy assistant before. And I kind of recently stumbled into her IG page or something like that. Um, and she mentioned to me that she is a business owner too, but she's also renting few houses. Mm-hmm. So I know um, the bigger pockets too. I don't know if you heard. So that's just kind of interesting. I, I, that's part of my plan and it's always been my interest. So it's kind of nice, but I'm still learning. I'm still trying to find mentors that I can ask and then just kind of like learning about my market and then see if that's something, you know, I would like to pursue. Yeah. Wow. You have a lot of plans. It's, it's amazing. You're on the right track. Yeah. I, I try not to get too overwhelmed and, you know, but it's always just kind of learn to observe. And see, you know, which path, you know, learn. Um, sometimes you don't always need to kind of like buy a house, I guess. Just kind of learning and just seeing and asking people around you, see if they can teach you. Um, that could also be just another way to see if there could be an opportunity in that arena, you know. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um. So you told us a little bit more about your company or your business. Um, is there at the moment a book or maybe a person, because you, you mentioned you're looking for a coach, but maybe you had a coach already that you can, that inspired you or helped you um, the last couple of months or years? Yeah. So when I started, one of the book that kind of really helped me change my mindset because um, I've always been a content employee, but I know this is like, this book has been mentioned so many times. It's the Reach Dad for That. That is like a mind opening for me. Like employee think differently and we're always just content being an employee and the raise, salaries, you know, we receive every year. That is just to kind of make us excited, you know, to stay in our job and just be content. But yeah, that is like, a good book. Um, I also like The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, and, uh, is it J.L. Collins? I, I just like listening to him too. So right now, that's just where I am. Like, I'm just kind of investing some of my money to BTSAX because I don't know much. Mo- I, I don't know much about stocks yet. But it was a good move for me, just kind of listening to his book because I have an old 401k from another company that I just kind of move and just kind of listening to him and moving it at a good 
um, time, I already made like seven, eight thousand dollars out of that stagnant money, you know. So that is um, that is a good book. Um, me and my husband, as I've said, we've always like argue about money. We have different upbringing, different views about money and all that. But I think one of the book that can help us um, being the same page um, is um, Rich Couples Finish Rich. Oh, no, no, no. Smart Couples Finish Rich. I don't know if you heard that book. No. No. Yeah. So that is a good book. Um, some parts of it, I agree. But some of it don't. But it's kind of like the way they explain how you tie in uh, money into values. That kind of, you know, give me like a get less guilt about wanting to get rich. Because you kind of associate it with good values. Like that you want to have, you know, for being rich. So that is a book that I, I, rec- I would recommend. Yeah. And did that book also help you get a little bit more in line with your husband? Because- yes. Yeah. So my husband always like, I don't know, he would have like a trigger. Whenever I mentioned money, he would feel like sometimes, I guess, like defensive about things. But um, so we're working on like finances and all that. And one of the financial advisor that we asked, because I, I was trying to start a portfolio for both of us to start. I, but I want a financial advisor to kind of just allocate the budget for us just because I don't want him to feel like one is in control more than the other. So I'm just kind of trying to eliminate that you know, um, conflict possible, but we're still kind of looking, but, um, so she recommended that book and I guess it's kind of different. I've listened to Dave Ramsey. All of them have same end goals though, but they all have like a different approach, you know, how they would present money, how, how they would present the idea of building wealth and all that. So, I think it just kind of like my husband was just a little bit more convinced and he see the beauty of having financial independence. So he is agreeing to, for us to save money now, like separate or allocate like a percentage of our income towards common, common um, savings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That is a great piece of advice or a tip that you're, uh, using that you're using a financial advisor to take away you know the one or the other being in control of the budget you know you let someone else do it and I like that yeah I don't know if you guys heard that um, they said that money is the last thing that people agree in marriage that is specifically true for for us for me um, yeah we've always like have different point of view one is a saver, one is a little bit more of like, you know, spender, but we will learn our lesson. Those good 10 years kind of gave us a good lesson. And I think, you know, it's still valuable because we, we still have time. I'm only 38, my husband is 37. So we have time. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. To, as, 
yeah, to still achieve our FI. Yeah, instead of working, you know, until 75, 80, and still be broke sometimes, you know. So I'm still grateful for this opportunity. Yes. 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 Well, well, yeah. that was a great tip. Is there any other tips you have for listeners, maybe specifically for immigrants or just for women in general? Um, I would say save, especially for immigrants, because you don't have family here. And also, you know, we always think about, you know, like, as I guess, like, I'm, I'm on my prime of my life. We, we never think that we are subject, subject to just have illness. Something could change. And one day, you know, you might just broke a leg and cannot go to work. And here in America, we only have like short-term disability. What we're only paid for six weeks for short-term disability. If you have long-term disability, they can pay up to, up to, up to three months. So after that, you know, if you haven't recovered, it's hard because it's not easy to get um, disability insurance or that doesn't come in. And there's like certain rules for that before you can collect money. So I would say, you know, value your hard earned money, save and put it on the right investment too. Because just putting it in the bank, money market or certificate, hmm, I don't think you can replace you know, achieve your FI goals just doing that. But also, yeah, try to plan, you know, on on those days that if an accident happened, you're covered. Because it's not good to to be financially stressed, you know. And then you're already on that part of your life where you need money and then, you know, you can't find that like I don't know how you would find a solution without putting yourself in much financial trouble and all that so yeah yeah yeah. exactly so we come to the end of the podcast and maybe some people want to connect with you or find more about you is there a way people can find you somewhere Yes, um, my Facebook page, I'm, um, you can find me as Janelle Chua, C-H-U-A, Valdez. You can message me directly. I have access to that. Or you can connect with us on our, my business Instagram page or Facebook at Allo Unique USA. And yeah, I would like to support my fellow women with their journey. And I want to hear what's your strategy. And maybe I can learn for you. If you want to mentor me, I'm open for that too. Awesome. (laughs) Go, yeah. Awesome. Great. I will will add the the links in the show notes so people can directly go to it. Thank you, Janelle, for being on the podcast. It was nice talking to you. And I wish you all the best in your business with your business. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to connect with you. I'm glad that, you know, you picked me, even though I don't have much opportunity uh, experience yet with them. I'm starting, but I'm glad to do this. I'm glad. Thank you. There are women that can connect with your story uh, one way or the other. So, and inspire people that maybe haven't started yet. So that's why I'm really happy that you're on. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right.